If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Jericho Force podcast, where we learn how to integrate faith into the work that we do. Don't conform to the world's way of doing business. Transform by doing business God's way. Here's our host, my husband, author, speaker, teacher, encourager, and stewardship coach, Jason Davis. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jason Davis, a.k.a. Mr. Fortify, and we're back with another episode of the Jericho Force podcast, where we talk about how we integrate faith into the work that we do. We've got another exciting, uh, wisdom-filled guest that's making a lot of impact uh, day-to-day in her community. Uh, She's a uh, speaker, an author, and a woman of impact. And so before I bring her on, let me introduce her to you. Andrina Sawyer is an author, consultant, strategist, and ministry founder whose background includes surviving the Civil War in Sierra Leone. Her authenticity and battle-tested principles inspire audiences to embrace their past, own their present, and maximize their future. She is the president of Perk Consulting, an advisory firm for small to mid-sized nonprofits and businesses, and the founder of McWin, a faith-based network for women of color entrepreneurs. Originally from Freetown, Sierra Leone, she and her family moved to the United States when she was nine years old due to a civil war that left thousands dead and untold numbers maimed and displaced. She now credits her family's move during the war for her interest in human triumph and perseverance. She has since actively worked to mobilize and empower others. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Jericho Force podcast, Miss Andrina Sawyer. Andrina, what's going on today? Not much, Jason, <laughs> trying to stay dry. <laughs> I hear you. Area, but thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, Andrina. I'm looking at your bio, and I'm like, man, if, if God isn't moving throughout your life, I don't know what else is. Uh, you know, Andrina, with all the the work that you do, and you have your hands in multiple things, uh, just give us the rundown of your professional background. Like, how did you get to where you are today in 2022? Yeah, you know, you said it best when you said, if God's not in it, I don't know where he is, because that's pretty much the summary of my my professional and my personal life. 
um, through a series of kind of accidental unveilings and um, happenings in my life, I ended up where I am now, which is doing consulting work for nonprofits um, and leading a nonprofit that really started as a passion project mm. and has turned into a full-time gig um, that's so much more. So now I lead a faith-based nonprofit. I consult, like I said, with nonprofits. And I write, and my whole goal is to make God known, make Jesus known in the marketplace. Mm, absolutely love that. You know, Andrina, with you um, surviving and going through what you did back in Sierra Leone, can you talk about just, you know, a little bit of your personal testimony? Because, you know, especially over here in the U.S., a lot of people don't always understand the sacrifice that people make uh, in coming over to the States and, and having lived through a lot. So can you just touch on uh, some of that, what it was like, um, you know, coming out of an environment like that? Yeah. So I come from Freetown, Sierra Leone, uh, Freetown being the capital of Sierra Leone. And um, unfortunately, Sierra Leone went through, you know, as you mentioned in my bio, a decade long civil war literally lasted for about 10 years. And right at the height of the war in 95, um, the war started moving into the capital, which is where my family lived. And so we had to kind of vacate and we left and we came to America. Um, God is so awesome. And you'll hear me just kind of reference that a lot, because at the time, my mom was working for KLM, um, an airline. Mm. And so that was our way out of the country when things got a little bit crazy And so at nine years old, I moved to the United States, started life all over with my parents, had one sister at the time, um, and watched my family really kind of uh, pull themselves up by their bootstrap. Mm -hmm. I mean, on one side of, you know, life at that time was just this immense gratitude that God had saved us when so many people did not make it out of that country. But then on the other side of this, the story is the struggle that we had to go through with having to reset life all over again. You know, leaving family, leaving stability, leaving resources and coming to a country where you don't know a lot of people. Me personally at nine, not having a lot of friends, trying to navigate things that my parents didn't necessarily know um, and just really trying to figure out, like, what does this this stage of my life look like as I'm starting new um, as a young child? Wow, my goodness. You know, Andrina, being nine years old, can you give us a little bit of a picture of what that looked like? You know, that's still elementary school and just, a, you know, a few years out from middle yeah. school. So what was that like as a as a girl that age and, and, you know, maybe dealing with some of the social interaction that was new for you? You know, it was confusing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best word to kind of summarize that that period of life. Um, I was telling a friend of mine, there's not a lot that you can do at nine. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're still a kid. So everything that you do is in response to what everybody else, you know, mainly the adults are doing in that stage. So I remember, however, they dealt with the resources, the lack of money, the fact that our family of four at the time was in a two bedroom apartment with another family of four. However, they dealt with that is how I dealt with that. Mm. Um, So I'm trying to navigate that. And I'm also trying to find myself. Um, One of the biggest kind of issues for me at that time was socially coming to a country where I was bullied. Mm. And although Sierra Leone is an English speaking country, coming here 
for a long time in the fourth grade, I was like the little African girl that was new to the school. Mm. So I remember standing next to one girl and her telling me that I stunk. And I went home and I cried and I told my mom, you know, they're teasing me and they're saying I stink. And she basically explained to me, well, the food that you eat, the clothes that you wear are smelling like the food that you eat. We're not accustomed to doing things the way that other people are accustomed to doing it. But just navigating all of that at nine was a lot. And my only refuge, uh, Jason, was I was a really good student. Mm. In fact, so that when I came to this country, I was put two grades back. I was supposed to be in the sixth grade at nine, but they put me back. Yeah, they put me in grade four because of my age. Um, And so that was really kind of the refuge for me was just like immersing myself in academics, immersing myself in school, immersing myself in churches, the places where I felt safe because Mm -hmm. socially it was awkward. I was this little African girl who went through trauma and was trying to figure out her identity. Mm. My goodness, identity is such a a huge thing for everyone, Andrina. So you, you bury yourself in in your studies and in academics. And looking at your background, Andrina, so when did this, you know, the desire to write and then, you know, be an entrepreneur? And earlier you mentioned, you know, the start of a passion project. So how did this kind of business entrepreneurship author, when did this kind of start to come together, uh, knowing that you came over from another country? Was that through uh, studies or different experiences as you became into your adulthood? How did that work? Yeah, it's it's funny because writing is one of those accidental things I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. um, where for me, one of the outlets that I had when I came to this country was just journaling. Mm. So I wrote a lot. Like as I move from apartment to apartment, house to house, have all these boxes of journals that I've had since I was a kid because I just wrote. And it wasn't until college that I actually took a look at my writing and said, well, maybe I can explore this a little bit more and actually start sharing with the world. Mm. Um, And what that looked like was my best friend in college, her name's Alyssa. um, She was a spoken word artist and she was fierce and phenomenal. And she knew that in private, I wrote things, but I wrote them only for myself. Mm. And one day she challenged me. I went to Howard. We both went to Howard. And she said, I'm going to do this open mic night. You should do it with me. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And we'd written this this, uh, poem together. I think it was called Ugly Beautiful or something. And we shared it, Jason, at one of our fellowship events. I was part of Christian ministry. And the reception was so amazing Mm. that I was like, okay, I think this is all the push I need to give me that confidence to start sharing with the world. And so from there, yeah, I started blogging. And then the more comfortable I got, the more positive feedback I got, uh, the more empowered I felt to one day eventually, um, later on, a few years later, say, I'm going to start, I'm going to write a book. I'm just going to see what happens with it. But it all started with with that spoken word night. Wow. Andrina, you said something powerful, just the the impact of relationships, like the fact that your friend, like she knew, like, all right, I know she kind of does this little thing in private, but her uh, challenging and encouraging you like, hey, you have a gift, you have a talent, and just to give you the little bit of nudge, and then we know the rest was history. Can you just talk about for... Uh, business owners and entrepreneurship, a lot of times it can feel and be 
a lonely road. So just talk about the importance of relationships. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're so important. I, I think at the heart, um, and I think a lot of your audience would un- understand this, at the heart of how we were created is to be relational. Mm. You know, when, when God created us, he didn't just leave us there. He helped us and he facilitated relationships between him and us, between, you know, man and woman, and then between man and nature. Um, so I think there's something inside all of us, no matter how much of a loner you are, no matter how much of an introvert you are, that craves relationships. And I think we thrive best when we are in relationship uh, for things like what Alyssa did for me, which is to encourage me, mm-hmm. or sometimes for the flip side, which is to hold us accountable or to rebuke us. Mm-hmm. I think relationships are so important. If you are a purpose-driven person, um, especially as an entrepreneur, it's it's not a secular concept that it's not always what you know, it's who you know. Mm. And at the heart of, you know, how we succeed is 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 the relationships that we that we cultivate. That's good, Andrina. I love it. She she got folks, she see she's starting to preach a little bit. No, no. I love it. But uh but Andrina, I I love you sharing that because we live in this world, especially in the business world where, you know, this being this lone ranger, this person that, you know, bootstrapped and built everything on their own. But the the I know the longer I live and, and do business, it really that's that's really false because somebody gave someone a chance, an opportunity, mentorship, something. But yet publicly, Andrina, there's this constant narrative that of individuality and being an individual not saying that people shouldn't know who they are and be confident to have their identity but this notion that you know people are just building multi-million dollar billion dollar platforms and they did it all by themselves it can send people down a, a dark path so i just appreciate you sharing you know it's not just what you know it's who you know whether that's faith-based or in a secular environment yeah. No, you know what, Jason, one day I was writing um, a, a devotional, actually, and I wrote a line that to this day, I'm like, I know I didn't write that. I know that was the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the line basically said, if the devil had a heaven, isolation would be it. Wow. Um, and I was like, that's such a Holy Spirit thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. because because it's true. Yeah. You know, when I first started in entrepreneurship, I was most depressed, most anxious, most ashamed most tired when I was trying to do it all by myself. Mm. Um, And the minute I started to like let other people in, uh, the minute I started to see a shift in in the things I was doing. Mm. So good. So good, Andrina. So the the spoken word night, that kind of kicked off, you know, the origin story of going down that path. And and then you become a full-fledged author, consultant, and strategist. So on the author front, Andrina, I believe it's uh, about four books that you published. So talk to us about some of those works and uh, especially coming from journaling and blogging initially. How did you know what to kind of zero in on? Like, okay, I've blogged. I've journaled, but now it's time to, like you talked about shifts. Okay, it's time to write a book. And now that you have four, how did you kind of know how to navigate 
this is the book I know that I'm supposed to write. Yeah. So I'll start with my first book, which is called The Long Way Home. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, it was really kind of this story that was bubbling on the inside of me. Um, so at the time, I was a recent graduate. I was just a few years out of college and I was working in social work. And there were just a lot of things that I would observe just with our clients, with the neighborhoods that I had to go visit. Um, And the key word for me, because of some other things that had happened with law school and all of that, was restoration. Mm. And so I was trying to figure out, like, it's hard to explain, Jason, other than in the quiet of the night, I knew the Holy Spirit was prompting me to do something, to tell a story, to use whatever platform I had at the time to encourage people specifically about God's restoration. But I knew that my the culture of what I offered wasn't necessarily preachy. It wasn't necessarily teachy. I was in a very creative, free-flowing space. And so I decided, well, why not just put that creative kind of... Um, kind of impact to use by writing this novel, this fiction novel about these very serious issues. And so The Long Way Home became this coming of age story where I was telling a little bit of my life, a little bit of the things that I saw. Um, And based on the reception of The Long Way Home, my writing kind of evolved. And so the last book that I wrote um, was not a a fiction. It was nonfiction. Um, and it was all about entrepreneurship. So to answer your question, how do I know what to write? It's a couple of things. Um, one is whatever I feel like the Lord is leading me to write about at that time. And whatever I feel like I have enough information to write about. Mm. Um, in my family, my sister, my youngest sister, I call her the real writer. Because she <laughs> the book deal and she I mean she went to school and she studied she got the all of that I did it as a creative outlet and the Lord really blessed what I had to say and I think a lot of people find themselves in that space where it's like I don't necessarily have the training to say this is the formula for becoming a writer I just know that the Lord gifted me one way or another and I just want to use it to to help other people Mm, that's good so, Andrina, you got The Long Way Home and then your other three, uh, Ponder It in Her Heart, The Other Side of Assertiveness, and The Misadventures of a New Entrepreneur. You laid it out, hey, what does God want me to write? What is the Holy Spirit prompting? And do I have enough information? So with those other three, what was kind of the central theme you were getting at? Yeah. The um, Ponder It in Our Heart is a standalone sequel to The Long Way Home. So to kind of briefly summarize what The Long Way Home is, again, a coming of age story, but it's about a girl who's finding her way home, literally, but also finding her way spiritually after making this mistake that she thought the church, (coughs) family, her friends would condemn her for. Um, And so the reception to The Long Way Home in my circle was so good uh, and I don't know if they were doing it because they were like my friends and family, but they just, they love that story. And so Ponder It in Our Heart became the standalone sequel. Well, why don't we tell another story of God's redemption? And so that's a story of Alana, another person in um, in the friend group for The Long Way Home and her redemption story and how God restored her life. And then the other side of assertiveness is is really for the woman leader. 
I had a lot to say because when I when I started <laughs> entrepreneurship, I mean, I was like so many strikes against me, a black young woman who was just a little bit too assertive for some people. Um, and so that was kind of a note to other women leaders who find themselves um, a little too much in some spaces to just encourage them to not not dim their light. Mm. Wow. Folks, I'm telling you, you're going to want to get a copy of these. I, we see they're available on <clears throat> on Amazon, Andrina, any, anywhere else. People can grab a copy of these. <clears throat> Uh, so, so Amazon, of course, uh, Google, um, Barnes and Noble. So all the major online retailers, you can gotcha. find them on. Um, and then the long way home. Um, I, I can't tell you exactly what libraries it's available at, but I do know mm -hmm. that it was available in some libraries. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. So folks, she's a speaker and <laughs> she's an author. And then here comes consulting. So Andrina, just with the work you do with nonprofits and business, talk to us about the consulting work that you do. Yeah. So my, my background, my traditional training and educational background is in nonprofit <clears throat> management. And so that's where this came in, where, um, again, I have a passion based on my family's history to see people do well. Mm. Um, and so when I graduated from college, I tried my hand at social work, which would seem to be a natural fit. Couldn't handle it. It was a bit too much for me. Tried mm -hmm. my hand at teaching, realized it wasn't my gifting. <laughs> right. <per> se, <laughs> and so I, I started down the road of nonprofit. Um, and as God would have it, he kind of connected the dots for me and said, well, this is what you were always called to do. Mm. Um, but there's a part of me that was was a part of me that was not content with just working with non one nonprofit. I just thought my skill set and my ideas and just the energy that I had just could be utilized in a couple of nonprofits. So I quit my job and I said, instead of just devoting my time to one organization, why don't I try to consult and see if I can help? couple of organizations and um, and that's how consulting started for me um and it's been 11 years and i absolutely enjoy it mm. she's been in the game over 10 years folks and she is spreading wisdom and knowledge daily now andrina yeah i i think you know what we're getting ready to talk about and i'm very excited because this is actually how i came uh, to know more about what you do. And that is you're the leader of your organization, uh, McWen, the Minority Christian Women Entrepreneurs Network. Talk to us about this community and the impact uh, that it's making uh, with everything that you touch on. Yeah, you know, as I mentioned, I can talk about McQuen all day because... <laughs> This is literally the passion project that wasn't supposed to be what it is. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was supposed to be small, something for my friends and I to do. And it just grew uh, mm. by the grace of God. But what it is, it's, it's very niche. Like you said, Minority Christian Women Entrepreneurs Network. And it was birthed out of a very lonely time for me in entrepreneurship. Mm. So I started my consulting practice per consulting, like I said, 11 years ago. Um, and what I haven't told you is about three years into it, I hit this drought 
that ended up lasting for about three years where I lost my home, I lost my car, I lost my grandmother, my wedding got called off. I mean, just a series of just desert experiences. And I went through a lot of them at the start alone because entrepreneurship was so lonely for me. And when the Lord started to redeem some of those things in my life, the word that I kept hearing was community, community, community. Create a community that you didn't have when you were going through those things. And so I told some friends locally, I thought it would just be something that maybe three or four of us just did on a monthly basis to encourage each other. And the idea kind of caught like wildfire once I put it on social media. Um, Pre-pandemic, we were in 13 cities. We had 13 chapters of McQuinn across the, the United States of women who fit those categories, who just wanted to support each other and equip each other for the marketplace. My goodness. Uh, just you describing it, uh, Andrina, I'm not even a woman and I'm getting excited because it's just something about the power of community, right? And like you said, just not being alone. And <clears throat> it's interesting how even in a passion project, it turned into something more. And it was at a time where you needed it. It was kind of a dark place. And I just I always think it's interesting how out of wilderness seasons <laughs> comes this, you know, God is a, a, has a way of creating uh, blessing out of mm -hmm. that. Uh, yeah. So, Andrina, with with McQuinn, so you've got 13 chapters. Uh, what is a, and I don't want to say typical because I know it's powerful. So what does a McQuinn gathering look like? So one of, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is the personality of mm. McQuinn, right? Okay. Pre-pandemic, we were at 13 cities. Post-pandemic, to date right now, we're in eight cities. So we relaunched eight cities. Mm. And each city, Jason, honestly has its own personality. Ah, okay. So, you know, as, as the executive director, I make it a point to go to about three to four meetups a month. Okay. Some of them happen on the same night, so I can't get to all of them. And I could easily go to an Atlanta chapter. Mm -hmm. And the ladies there are between ages 21 and 40 and they're kikiing and they're laughing and they're talking about their clothes. And then I can go to another chapter where we have ages 35 to 50. And these are women who are talking about retirement plans <laughs> and scaling. And I can go to another city and these are just girlfriends who for that day they decide we don't necessarily want to talk about the competencies in business. We mm -hmm. just want to talk about life and work-life balance. Mm -hmm because that's what's happening right now for this stage of life that we're in. So each one of them has its own personality, but they have some commonalities. So each month we'll bring in a subject matter expert that talks to the group because we want them to be as equipped as they are empowered. Um, and then they'll do a little bit of networking with each other. So they'll share business cards. And then one of my favorite features is we have um, something called the ask. So every person that encounters McQuinn should leave with something tangible um, based on their experience with us. So they'll do an ask at these meetups where someone will say, hey, I have this event coming up. Hey, I have this book coming up. Hey, I am in need of this publisher. But something very tangible um, so that when people walk away, they feel like something has happened that's helping me shift mm. in, my, in my position right now. 
My goodness. So, ladies, if you're listening, <laughs> like Andrina's laying this thing out. If, if it's in a city near you and Andrina, we'll talk about like, you know, what's the process of joining and whatnot. But if it's in a city near you, ladies, I, I would find a way to get to know Andrina Sawyer and McGuinn because this sounds like that is a wonderful time. And I love, Andrina, how each each chapter kind of takes on its own personality, like you said. Yeah, no, that, that's my favorite part. I mean, we obviously have our policies and procedures. That's how you, you know, you scale. Mm-hmm. But I love that it's it's branded. Yeah. Um, we have what's called a local coordinator in each city. Mm-hmm. And we intentionally do it that way rather than like our, you know, our offices, our back end offices kind of overseeing the cities. We leave it in the hands of the local coordinators because they know the heartbeat of their city. They know what's mm-hmm. trending people care about. They know that we can do a conference room in Washington, D.C., but you don't do a conference room in Atlanta because people want to come and they just, they don't want to feel on a Saturday like they're being talked at. They want to network. Mm-hmm. They want to enjoy each other's company. But they know. They know what works in their city. Um, and so we're really grateful for them understanding that. Wow. Uh, and so, Andrina, you talked a little bit about the, the meetups and kind of the structure. What's some of the uh, additional benefits of being a, a member of McWin? Yeah. So, they first of all, we are a membership-based organization. Mm-hmm. And so when people become a member, they get to attend any of our offerings for free for a year. Um, so if someone lives in Atlanta, but they want to go to a Birmingham, you know, meetup, which is about two hours away, anything that McQuinn offers, they can go to for free. Mm-hmm. They get um, access to uh, business coaching. So we have what we call our preferred coaching pipeline. And these are coaches that are vetted, um, that are staying true to their principles, but are also proven. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get free coaching. They get to advertise on our platforms. And right now, our analytics show that we're reaching about 30,000 people um, every single day. So they get wow. access to advertise their products and services there as well. Um, yeah, and they get to network our conference. We have an annual conference. They get to do that for free. Um, so pretty much anything that McQuinn offers, they get to utilize for free. Love it. Love it. I'm getting excited right now. This is just, uh, it's just the power of community. I love hearing that. And it's something just like when uh, guys get together, uh, there's something about when ladies gather, uh, especially in the name of Jesus. And and I saw when I was reading about the group, uh, Andrina, you mentioned Proverbs 31 used as part of the model, you know, the virtuous woman. So just talk about, talk about what McQuinn means in terms of, of that that chapter in Proverbs. Yeah, I mean we're we're modeled after after that woman. Mm-hmm. I, I remember as a teen being exposed to that scripture for the first time and I just thought it was so unrealistic. Like mm. who looks gorgeous and has a manageable household and runs businesses and does investing. Like it was so intimidating. And the older I got, the more I started to see her in Mm. women that I knew. And that took away kind of that, that veil away, that separation um, and showed me that she could very well be someone that you are not, well, not you, but me. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, and so when I started McQuinn, it was just kind of a natural progression for her to be the ideal because mm. she's everything that the world says that we can't be. Mm. You know, like she can have that balance. She can be spiritually rooted. And so McQuinn, we're intentional about saying we're not trying to be like the world. Mm. We're trying to be like what scripture says is virtuous. Um, and we're also trying to debunk this myth that that women can't have multiple things. Mm -hmm. Like we can't be successful. We can't be wives and mothers and be successful in, in business. Um, we see it as scriptural um, that by the grace of God, we can do investing well um, and do a lot of other things well too. So she for us is is the standard, not you know what the world says. I love it. I love it. You get me hype, Andrina. I'm telling you, uh, folks. Let me tell you something. Andrina Sawyer is somebody you want to find out what she is doing. Uh, if you are uh, a woman um, who's searching for a community, I strongly encourage you to uh, check out. Andrina and her community, McWen. We'll have uh, all of her information <clears throat> in the show notes. So don't you worry. In modern day podcasting, you can hit the rewind button. Plus, we'll also have all the links in the show notes. As we get ready to wrap up, Andrina, what are you excited about? What's coming up? You know, we're kind of, you know, headed into the, or really in the fourth quarter of 2022. Anything you're excited about before the year ending or maybe even going into 2023? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about so much, Jason. I feel mm -hmm. like post-COVID, we're getting a second chance to reset. Mm -hmm. And so all year it's been about like planning. It's been very fast paced, which I enjoy. Um, so I'm excited about where we are right now, like in the nonprofit, you know, cycle mm -hmm. where in a high growth stage. Mm -hmm. And so our team is growing, which I'm super excited about, um, both internally, our community is growing. Um, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the external growth, uh, which is looking like us launching in about two more cities uh, before the year's over. So we have two, two cities as our benchmark for Q4. And then I'm looking forward to the end of the year where I can just be quiet, take a little <laughs> vacation and just hear from God. Right. Before we go into 2024, but I I am most excited about growth and I know that's such a large term, mm -hmm. but I just see the evidence of 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 God's favor just with the the people, um the caliber of people that he's bringing who get it, mm -hmm. who are not self-seeking and they're trying to do something bigger for our community. So good. So good. Andrina, for all the listeners, uh, what's the best way for them to uh, contact you, keep up with what you're doing? Uh, where can they go to learn more about you? Yeah. Well, thank you again for the opportunity, uh, mm -hmm. Jason. This was awesome. So I, the best way is social media, of course. So mm -hmm. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, first and last name. And for anyone that wants to be connected with McQuen, the best way is through our website, uh, mcwen.org, not.com. Um, and there you will find a subscription to our newsletter and all of our social links as well. Well, people, I'm telling you, there you have it. You can't say you didn't know. <laughs> because Andrina, she put it out there. So 
I'm telling you, ladies, uh, this is a powerful uh, community. You want to get involved. They're growing. Uh, God's favor <clears throat> is on them. So definitely you want to you want to get involved and see what they're up to. Andrea, I just wanted to say just thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule because clearly you're on a path of domination. So we certainly don't want to get in the way of you taking territory. But we do thank you for stopping by and hanging out with us here on the Jericho Force podcast. Thank you for having me, Jason. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's all we have time for today. You know how we leave things here on the podcast. Don't conform to the world's way of doing business. Transform by doing business God's way. We'll see you next time on the Jericho Force podcast. Thank you for listening to the Jericho Force podcast. You can catch us live on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and on demand. Check out JerichoForce.com backslash podcast for more details. To learn how to live out your faith in the marketplace, grab a copy of Jason Davis's book, Fortify, Being Rooted in God's Plan for Work and Business, available on Amazon. You are listening to Jerusalem. Worldwide Podcast.